0: what up what up welcome back to the there's more podcast this is your host hannah Nitz, who talks about the more this is just a term that i have i don't know come up with not that it's like an ingenious term but a term to describe um what i've experienced with god in the last few years and what you dear listener have access to with god as well been a Christian my whole life done the church thing done the small group thing done the Bible study thing done the Christian school thing all of it I've known God and I've loved God and I just kind of thought I had all there was and in the last couple years God has just revealed to me and opened up just the beauty of the more like this thing I heard some people talk about where they just have this really deep enjoyable relationship with God that I just thought was reserved for like super smart Christians or pastors Uh, so on this podcast I talk a lot about that and what it looks like to pursue that and access that and enjoy that Uh, and for sweet friend for you to take some next steps just towards more in your personal interactive regular relationship with God So this week's episode, are you so intrigued by the title? Your girl likes to party, talking about parties. No, we're really not talking about parties that much, kind of. Um, It's just talking about things we enjoy in life, things outside of God. Uh, So for me, that's parties. For you, that may be like my husband. He likes carving animals out of wood. We're a little different. Uh, So you'll find out all about what that means. (laughs) Um, because I took some questions from listeners, and we're diving in. So, here we go. So, at the end of most episodes, I remind you, slash bug you, slash encourage you to say hello, to head to com, click on say hello, and tell me what you're learning, or what stood out to you on the podcast, or topics you'd like, or things that are difficult to understand as you pursue more of God, like the door is wide open. Um, and some of you take advantage of this, which I just fancy very much. And I have noticed over the last couple of months, this certain theme of questions. Um, I've probably, re- I've received like a handful of questions that sound different, um, may have different details or like life circumstances in them. But the question is the same. So I was just thinking, if I'm getting this question so often, apparently people want to know this. Or as people are seeking more with God, um, this is a common obstacle or a common question. So I thought I would address it in the episode today of just um, reading some of these emails that I get. Uh, questions that you guys are thinking through, and let's have a conversation about it. Okay, so I'm actually going to read one of the emails fully because I think it is a beautiful summary of this conversation today. Uh, dear Hannah, <laughs> don't you feel like fancy podcasts with people with like doctor degrees do this where they like have a Q&A? I like can't even describe how far away I am from an expert. I am like just a fellow lover of God who's trying to figure out how to make the most of this life by just enjoying God and who he is. So stick with me as I as I try to sound like an expert, but I'm so far from it so far. okay, dear Hannah, over my life. Uh, On a few occasions, I've struggled with God's calling for us as a church and how we should enjoy things while we're in the world, hobbies, money, entertainment, etc. I found myself making idols of different activities that I enjoyed that in themselves weren't sinful, hunting, auto racing events, watching movies, but I was spending so much time on these hobbies and very little time invested in God. The issue that I'm currently facing is not to that extreme of making these hobbies idols, but actually the opposite. In reading through different Christian teachings by Christian authors, I find myself sometimes discouraged in what I would call the opposite extreme. While I was convicted, and I'm very thankful that I was, of the time I spent on those hobbies, I now have another level of questions. What is the point of doing hobbies at all? If I am doing a hobby alone, not bringing other people along with me in some sort of community, is that sinful? What value for life and for God could any hobby even provide? He goes on to say, in looking through some of these teachings, they refer to questions we should ask ourselves around hobbies. So for example, one of them is, is it necessary? Well, no, I can truthfully say that none of my hobbies like hunting or auto racing or movies are not necessary. But I find them relaxing, but I also don't see how they could in any way be contributing to my relationship with God. Um, I am coming to into an understanding of these things and need that I want them to make sure they're not idols in my life. But do you think God would be excited, happy, or even permitting us to enjoy hobbies at all? If so, what would point to that? Uh, man. Such a good question. Such an honest wrestling of like, if I want all of God and I want to be all in, is there even room in my life for these other things I enjoy that appear to have like no inherent kingdom Jesus value? There was another email that came in that was really, really similar. She said, hey, Hannah, in listening to your podcast, you've talked about becoming really hungry for God And you've also talked about learning to not thirst for other things. As I've been wanting to enjoy more of God, I've struggled because I enjoy so many things in life. I love our house. I love spending time thinking about decorations and paint colors. I love being with people and going out and having fun, art projects, and nice vacations. As part of experiencing the more of God, learning to remove those things from my life and not fully enjoying these things outside of who God is. Can I be obsessed with God as you describe and still enjoy all these little things in my life? Man, isn't that a good question? I think these questions are so good because um they're taking these conversations we're having about man enjoying God and seeking our satisfaction in him and just this like beauty of more in our relationship with God. And are really going a step deeper of being like, man, what about all these other things in my life that I seek for fun, that I seek for pleasure, that I seek for enjoyment? Like, are these things not pleasing to God? Or are these in some way getting in the way of the more, of me enjoying God more? Is this a trade-off? Like, if I would stop enjoying vacations or hunting or house projects, could my... Um, relationship with God flourish? Like, is this something I need to learn to not enjoy or to choose to not spend time on? So in answering this question, I want to go back to things we've talked about in God's word, in who God is, of what he talks about and what God's answer for this. And then also just be honest on what this has looked like for me in the last two years Um, as someone who really is a enjoyer of life, I mean, that is just, that would be a horrible tagline. I need to think of something cuter or more creative, (laughs) but something along that line could have been a tagline for a huge part of who I am and, and, and my life is just like, I really enjoy things. And if you spend time with me, you'll see that I laugh loudly, I overeat and I overindulge in things because I just I just find enjoyment in life. So I can just really relate to these questions and this um, sweet, heartfelt desire that this um, these individuals have of like, man, I enjoy these things, but overall, I want God. So what should I do? So there's kind of three main, I don't know, points, thoughts trains of thought that came to mind when I read these questions and as I started emailing back and forth with some of these friends. And the first one I want to start with, like the first point is something that you, dear listener, know, is something that these men and women emailing me know. But I think it's a really, really, really important thing to come back to and start this conversation with, and it is the freedom of the gospel. Okay, so yes, I want to please God and glorify him with every second of my life and ounce of my DNA. I really do. Like, I want that to be my heart's cry. But man, friends, as we're talking about this, like what our life looks like, how we're spending time, can I enjoy these other pleasurable things outside of God? I just want to start with this conversation because I don't want to get so caught up in, like, my decisions and my choices and how I spend my time that I somehow create this equation where, like, my choices are impacting God's love for me and his just overall steadfast devotion, love, and redemption of me and my life. Like, man, I think of in Second Corinthians 5, um... In verse 21, it says, For our sake, for us, (laughs) he made him to be sin who knew no sin. So Jesus knew, did not know sin. He took on all this sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So righteousness is like this word for like the whole proper standing before God. Like if everything we did and everything we were was perfect as God looked at us, that's righteousness. So this verse doesn't say like, because you made every right choice, you have the righteousness of God. It's like, man, because of what Jesus did, we have this sweet, amazing righteousness when God sees us, which is off the chain insane. So when we actually step into that freedom that comes from God, that doesn't stop at salvation. That doesn't stop at like this gift of God gets me to heaven, but I better like figure things out in the meantime. Man, when I really step into that freedom that comes from God, I worry less about constantly making the right choices. And instead, I focus on seeking God and abiding in him. And as I do that, this sanctification, this process where we become more and more of God and like God happens, not because of our discipline and determination and making sure we're making the right decision, but because of God's spirit and his work in us. And that is just the coolest thing on the planet. So starting this conversation with remembering this awesome gift of the freedom of the gospel. And yes, I mean, that does mean at times I sit with God and I say, God, is there any part of my life that you're asking me to surrender to you? God, is there anything that I'm doing, that I'm choosing, that is not pleasing to you? God, is there anything in my life that is competing with you? Please, Father, reveal that to me. And if I wholeheartedly, honestly am seeking God in that, uh, he's gonna show, he's gonna show you. He's gonna show up. And I think back to that verse, um, Noel Beck was on the podcast last year. She did that episode called More Freedom and Less Guilt. If you want to hear more about the freedom of the gospel and be reminded of that, man, such a good episode. And I think in that episode, she referenced 1 John 3 21. Dear friends, if we don't feel guilty, we can come to God with bold confidence. And I think that's a beautiful way to kind of start answering this question of like, man, we have so much freedom. There's not this secret list that's like going to get us in right standing with God that as Christians we have to try to figure out and make sure we're not like spending too many hours on Netflix like Man, if we don't feel guilty after we're pursuing God and asking for his revealing, asking for his spirit to show us, we can come to God in confidence. I love that verse in 1 John 3. Okay, so then let's go to more of the heart of this question about things we are enjoying and things that we find pleasurable. So I guess the second point that comes to mind, or I'm thinking about as I'm processing this, is what does it look like to take the most pleasure in God? So over the last two years, as I've I've experienced more enjoyment with God, um, more understanding of his love, more just delight in being with him, and just this more that I yell about all the time um and just growing closer to my creator it has significantly changed how i spend my free time that really is true um but what i want to kind of start this conversation with is this is not because i quote unquote like no i should like well i know i should spend more time with god or well i know i should really not you know watch the show as often um it is because I want to spend time with God and I want to be with him. And we've talked about this so many times, friends, like growing this desire for God, not this like disciplined, like I got to cut out my life and make sure I'm doing this. And to me, I mean, I think this is what... um how I start to think about these emails that came in and answer these. Like, man, to me, the focus is that we take pleasure in God. We enjoy him. We take pleasure in God. Not because we know that we should, but because we can't help it. Like, as we pursue God, it's like eating the very best ice cream or dancing to your favorite song. Like, you don't have to force yourself to smile when it happens. (laughs) You're just happy. Like you just, you're smiling. And it's like this shift I've experienced in my time with God. And I believe this is the goal and something that I want to work towards. And you as a listener, and I'm encouraging you to work towards is like, God, you do this work in our hearts. So Can you show me what it looks like? If I'm spending time with you and I'm not enjoying it, like show me God, lead me, show me what to do and believe that this is possible, that like our enjoyment of God can be that good. I mean, I think of verses that maybe you've heard before, maybe you've heard a million times, but like, do we actually sit and listen to these words in the Bible and believe that they're true? Uh, Psalm 42, as a deer pants for flowing streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for you, the living God. I mean, if you think about that, like, thirsting for God, like an animal needs water. (laughs) This is like, when he takes a drink of that water, my two-year-old right now, like, when he takes a drink, he goes, ah. Like, this, just enjoyment <laughs> and satisfaction in it. Like, that our soul would long for God that way. I think of this verse in 1 Peter 3, 18. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit. Like, God, Jesus is suffering his taking on of our sins was that he brings us to God like because of that we have the ability and the incredible honor of being face to face with God and becoming alive in the spirit like this piece of us coming alive and us having like this right of relationship with God because of what Jesus did Another one, Ephesians 1, 17 through 18, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and the revelation and knowledge of him, having the eyes of your heart enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he called you to, the riches of his glorious inheritance. So this verse is talking to us about Jesus giving us this gift of opening our eyes and opening our hearts so that we are so aware of the hope of God that it's this, it tastes like riches. Like, it's like riches of glory that we, like, can't get over it. And man, God, this is, this is what we ask for, God, that you would give us hearts that gladly choose you over everything. I mean, you think about... You know, when Jesus is asked, what is the greatest commandment? Like, what is the most important thing? This is what he's talking about. Like, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. Like, literally, that we would be most satisfied, taking the most pleasure in God. Now, that's all true. That all sounds awesome. And I want to be honest about the practical pieces of this. Does this mean that like when I'm spending time with God 10 out of 10 times when I'm done and I like close my Bible and my journal or I turn off my worship music or I get up from my knees when I'm praying with God, that I'm like, man, that was the best part of my month. Like that was amazing. I am happy. I am overjoyed. I am taking the most pleasure in this all the time. No, that doesn't mean that that experience is happening seven days a week, 365 days a year. <laughs> but this this growing pursuit, this over the long term, like I can I can sit here and say that even on weeks that it's hard. So, for example, I'll give you the last couple weeks as an example. Um, my husband and I had the exciting journey of having COVID and We're fine, everything's good over here. We're back to healthy, but it was a rough couple weeks. And um, like many people, the exhaustion lingers. (laughs) So still feeling pretty tired. Um, On top of that, I'm 25 weeks pregnant, super exciting. But to anyone who's been pregnant before, uh, don't know if you remember, but it also makes you tired. So I have the COVID exhaustion, I have pregnancy exhaustion, and I'm chasing my sweet, sweet two-year-old, which just, you know, adds a little bit of tiredness to your life as well. Man, in the last two weeks, I have needed so much more sleep. I have felt so tired, and I'm like, God, I just like, I'm sleeping through my alarm in my time with you, and as my son naps, instead of like quick catching these few minutes with you, I'm needing to nap as well, or like after Caleb and Harvey go to bed, when I would find this secret place in my family room where I could just sit with you and be with you, I'm falling asleep on the couch and I like can't even finish a prayer. And in the last two weeks, I've even had this like mental wrestling of like, man, God, am I like a hypocrite here? Like, am I talking about this on the podcast and like teaching about this at church and talking about how great time with you is and like this more of you and I like can't even finish my prayer because I'm so tired and it's been a hard couple weeks because I've been feeling that and like battling with it um but today my sweet parents took my son and my husband was away at work and I was like man first I'm gonna take a nap Napped a good hour and then I just sat in my bed and got out my journal and just started writing to God and reading a few verses in the Bible that I've been meditating on and thinking about a lot and guys like it was pleasurable like it was enjoyable it was like man God like I haven't been able to seek you like I want I haven't been able to like find this set aside time to abide as I typically am working towards making and prioritizing in my life but like as I get these glimpses of you and these moments of you like this is what my soul thirsts for like you have opened my eyes you have like enlightened my heart to your hope and your riches and like this is what I was created for now that was at the end of a really, really hard three weeks of feeling like, man, am I not doing this right? But it's still good. And I think about another Noel Beck episode at the end of 2020 last year, when she talked about essentially getting her dream scenario of kids and, you know, after all these years of praying, having a family and saying, but man, but God is still the most satisfying And that's what I come back to in this email because I want to be clear. Like, I still find pleasure in other things that aren't just straight up God. You know what I mean? Like, I made a list just so I could read it and you could hear. These are things that I still find very pleasurable that on the surface have no, like, spiritual connection. Do you know what I mean? Parties. I love parties, hence the name of this episode. <laughs> I still like parties. Good food, laughter, anything animal print or bold pattern in like decor, wallpaper, or outfits. Organization a fridge full of food with a menu on my whiteboard of everything I'm going to cook for that week. That makes me so happy. Oversized hoodies, currently wearing a double XL and loving it. My family. Uh, pink painted nails. Honestly, anything that's pink makes me happy. Um, I have this piece of artwork on my wall that's a giant pink piece of pizza and I smile every time I look at it. Being with my son and watching him enjoy life and grow. Uh, Swimming in a lake, seeing my husband smile and relax. Slippers. Uh, When I curl my hair and it's like just right, like it's the right amount of curl and the right amount of wave and cheeseburgers. These are things that still bring me a lot of joy. Like going back to this email, like can I have hobbies? Can I still look forward to vacations? Like can I still find things in life that are don't appear to be about God? Now, This is the answer to this question from the friends who emailed in. Like My understanding as I'm getting to know God and spending time with him is this ultimate pleasure we find in God doesn't mean we can't find other things pleasurable. And if you think about different times throughout the Bible where that was a problem, there was different pieces involved. So for example, the problem with idolatry wasn't that the Israelites were enjoying other things. It was that they were finding more pleasure in those things than they were pleasure of God. The pleasure of the things around them was greater than the pleasure they were seeking and feeling in God. The problem with the woman at the well wasn't that she wanted relationships with other men. It was that her greatest thirst, the thing that drove her, was men and relationships. And Jesus said, No, no, I want to be that thirst. I can be that satisfying. The problem with my heart three years ago wasn't that there were things in my life that were just, you know, sinful. But it was that I was the most consumed with my impactfulness and my reputation. And I was more consumed with that than I was with God. So is it possible that there are pleasurable things in your life that are getting in the way of you and God or are getting in the way of you experiencing more of God? Absolutely. Like if you don't have room in your life And your heart and your priorities to be hungry for God because you're full of everything else, then that is a problem. Then these emails that we're getting about like, you know, hunting, movies, decorating my house, (laughs) these like hobbies, looking forward and planning vacations. When those become the things that you seek for rest or that you like need, 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 want, and it becomes this drive that is so pleasurable in your life above everything else, more than it is for God, then you check it. And honestly, that's when two years ago, God asked me to give up all things pop culture. These very neutral things that I loved, but it was like literally the thing that I looked forward to every day more than anything. The thing I thought about in my free time and the thing that I like wanted to feed my brain all the time. And again, I don't think those were sinful. They were neutral. But they were distracting me from the most pleasurable thing. But desiring more of God, sweet friend, doesn't mean that you can't enjoy those things. Not at all. It just means we as believers are invited to and called to love him the most. The absolute most. It's back to the greatest commandment with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, this beautiful invitation that God says through his spirit is literally possible that he is the most satisfying. He is our greatest pleasure. And you can still have a list, like I do, of everything from hoodies, cheeseburgers, animal print, and laughter. <laughs> oh, which I'm so thankful for. And honestly, I I'm about 10% of the way to understanding this. I feel like I'm like a tad premature in even bringing this up. Um, but the last couple weeks I've been spending a lot of time with God, asking him and like wrestling with this idea of God being in everyday things. Um, and I haven't really wrapped my mind around everything God is teaching me and showing me. But I will read this quote from Julie Carnes, that um, a book I've been reading. And she says, human life and human flourishing are all a form of worship because they happen in God's temple, the earth that he created. All of life can point to God and all of life can be spiritual. So that's a, a whole nother angle to take on some of these hobbies or things we enjoy of like, God, how can these things reveal you? How can these things that appear to be neutral and appear to like not be spiritual actually teach me more and show me more and reveal more of you? I was having a conversation this week with Julie Slattery about this, and she even said this about food. She was like, we talk about food like it's just this like neutral thing, but like God created food. It's like this good thing. He gave us taste buds. He didn't have to do that. Like he purposefully made it so that food could taste a certain way and be enjoyable. And we act like it's this neutral thing, but it is revealing a part of God's creativity as we enjoy food. Now, <laughs> I gotta be honest. Your girl's not that deep. Like as I've never once eaten a cheeseburger and been like, "Praise God," <laughs> I haven't. I'll, I'm honest. All right, but. I don't know. I'm starting to think about that. Even this question of these like these other things in life that we enjoy. If I still like parties, how can God reveal himself in my enjoyment of parties? I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet, but you heard I like email. (laughs) So (laughs) if you know, send me an email and we'll figure it out together. I think my last point uh, to these sweet friends who emailed in, about what does this look like if I enjoy these other things in life? Man, uh this point of taking the most pleasure in God is so 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 important. But maybe even one step more is I would just say the beauty of finding our ultimate satisfaction in God. Um I finally finished working my way through first and second Peter. And there's this verse in 2nd Peter 1 that I like can't get over. I think about it every day. Um I don't know if you've read this before. I just feel like recently as I'm reading the Bible, I'm like I've never heard this verse, and if I have, like God is illuminating it in some wild way that it jazzes me up. So my prayer is that you feel <laughs> the same way about this random verse. 2nd Peter 1 verse 3. God's divine power has granted us All things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence. You all hear that? God's power gave us all things that pertain to life through this knowing of Him. Man, I just, as I read that verse, I just think of this concept of Him being my ultimate satisfaction I don't know I think back to just my pop culture obsession my politics obsession my news obsession you guys know these neutral things that I just really enjoyed and was like man God what was I looking for in that like if I take that a step deeper why was I so consumed you know at least an hour or two a day in reading everything knowing what was going on like what was going on there And maybe you can ask that same question for different hobbies you have or things you enjoy. Because as we've learned, like, it's not wrong to enjoy these other things. As long as we're enjoying God the most and working towards enjoying him the most, enjoy it. Take the freedom. Go rock climbing. Go on vacation. Have fun. But this deeper push of like, okay, but why am I doing some of these things? This verse, something about it has really hit me of like, was I looking for something, some sort of accomplishment, satisfaction, thing I felt like I needed to get out of life? And what does this mean in Second Peter that through God's power, he gives me everything I need for life? Woo, man. I was just also seeing in Psalm 107, uh, verse 9, it says, For he satisfies the longing soul. The hungry soul he fills with good things. Like, do we actually believe that he could be the most satisfying thing in our life? Like, that only Christ can truly satisfy. Uh, I've been thinking about this topic for a long time, and I wrestle with it every couple months of, like, God, are you the most satisfying thing in my life? And somewhere along the way, I found this song by a Christian artist called Only Christ Can Truly Satisfy, probably because I was Googling (laughs) That concept. And um, this municipal uh, artist, his name is SO, and um, he sings this song about this concept of Christ being the only truly satisfying thing on the planet. And I just liked, uh, he was interviewed about this song, and he said, We are glorifying God when our satisfaction, back to that word, satisfying, When our satisfaction is Jesus alone. We've never heard this concept before because to us, we have to read our Bibles to glorify God. We have to pray to make him happy. No, when we are satisfied in him, all those things happen and he is so happy with us. God is most glorified when we are happy in him, which is the craziest sentence you could hear. I just love that interview. Man, what a beautiful concept of him being our satisfaction. So guys, you can still like parties. You can still get pumped when you order pizza. You can still get just a countdown going when vacation's on the way. But do you really, really believe that God is the most satisfying Every time I record this episode, my hope and my prayer um, and my focus is that you would feel encouraged. Like you could walk away having a pep in your step and feeling like you got a high five, that like enjoying more of God is is something that you have access to and it's possible and it's attainable and like here it is, like take a step and enjoy. And my prayer is that that uh, tone has been felt in this conversation as well, that like This doesn't feel like a guilt trip, but this invitation to this great freedom that God gives us, while also an invitation to really, really enjoy Him the most, desire Him the most, and take pleasure in Him the most. I've been thinking about this episode um, just as I've been editing it and wrapping it up and thinking like, man, there is great danger here, though. Like, it is possible that there is um, some discontentment issues, like... If you're always looking for the next thing, the next hobby, the next trip, something that's distracting you from life. Or, you know, if there's these hobbies that overtake you so you're not as available for um, pursuing God and these other things. like and And maybe that's a whole different conversation and a whole different episode. But man, on the whole, just like really walking away from this saying, like, God, how do above everything else we find the most pleasure and the most enjoyment in you and in you alone? So I'd love to hear what you think. I'd love to hear what you're processing. I'd love to hear what God is encouraging you with or challenging you with. Uh, So head to hannahknits.com, click on say hello, and hit your girl up. Let me know what you think. Um, and I would love to hear because sweet listener, I just want you to taste it. I just want you to experience it. Uh, man, because friends, there is more.